celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. I did not know that Eric Carbon was coming to the studio. Today. I can't fight this feeling anymore. You spent me up. You spent me up. I swear to God, I did not speed you up. I did not speed you up. This is exactly what you sounded like to the people listening in the listening audience. It's time to bring this ship into the shore and throw away the oars forever. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. KZOZ FM San Luis Obispo. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Well, good morning, Jeremy. <laughs> Who am I talking to and where are you from? What did you do with I'm just Jeff? Here to get some, I'm just here to get some information from you. <laughs> yeah. You sound either Russian or Ukraine. I don't trust either one of you right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to leave a message. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> you know, we're always talking about, when, especially we talked about it a lot when uh, Trump was president. And, um, and like he would throw his support behind somebody like that was a celebrity. Like, oh, I like the way you did that. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> the celebrity's like, no, uh, keep away from me. <laughs> keep my keep my name out your effing mouth. <laughs> uh, well, Putin's like the new the new Trump in that uh, oh, yeah. a- aspect. Um, and and <laughs> so he drew he drew the correlation between what his country is going through right now and what a celebrity has gone through. Uh, he says that the West is trying to cancel Russia. Okay, that's that's what we're trying to you do. We're trying the country. To, you're, you're like a dictator. You're a terrorist. I mean, for God's sakes, you're destroying this country. How, how would you think people are going to stand up and applaud you? Nobody likes you. Uh, so then he brought uh, J.K. Rowling into the into the conversation. She's the one that authored all the Harry Potter franchise. Okay, and what's the bald guy's name? That J.K. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Okay. Yeah, that you look like him if you were bald. Uh, mm-hmm. Rowling is the the author. Okay, and what is yeah. what is what do you mean he brought her in? Like he brought her up. So he goes, he goes, he said, this is what he said, quote, uh, the West is trying to cancel Russia over the invasion of Ukraine, just like it's trying to cancel J.K. Rowling because she didn't satisfy the demands of gender rights. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've got a tough enough time right now with people trying to cancel me. Keep my name out of your mouth, okay? <laughs> she, I sympathize with J.K. Rowling and uh, the Harry Potter and the... the uh, Order of the Phoenix and whatever. Um, yeah, she's like, no, uh, I disagree with what he's saying. And, uh, <laughs> it's not, not, nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. That's pretty funny. And so, like, and, that has got to be the worst endorsement on the planet right now, right? That of Vladimir Putin's. I was reading something over the weekend that's talking about Putin and how he's terrified that somebody's going to try to kill him. So he makes everybody eat part of his meal before he eats it. So can you imagine if that was your job, like to make sure someone wasn't poisoned? It's so God. Uh, yeah. Like you must, gosh. Seriously, you must be terrified for your life. Because I would not. Who would, who would pay? Who would take that job? I am going to. I understand Secret Service and they'll take a bullet. But this is like every time a sandwich comes out, you have to take a bite of it and before he does. And it's like it could kill you at any moment. That's crazy. Yeah, and it might not be good too. You might not like that food. 
Like, it might not be your choice, but it's Putin's choice. Like, what if he was a big fan of, like, cream spinach or something? And you had to take a bite of the cream spinach because... Right. And then the plates that he's getting are probably gargantuan because 12 different people have to take a bite off of it before like just, he takes it. Let's bite. just say, hey, Jeff, I need you to go to the fridge, and I need you to uh, pick something out that's been in there for three weeks, and I need you to take a bite of it and just see if you get diarrhea. And if you don't, then I'll eat it. <laughs> like that, you wouldn't even do that, let alone well, that's what, kill that's you. Why, that, Jeremy, that's the only reason why I would keep my job if I won the lottery, because I would do that to people around here. I'd be like, no, yeah, you know what? Um, thousand bucks if you go in there and try that pizza. It's been in there for a month. Thousand, come on. You just give them some Jack in the Box coupons. They'd be happy. They're DJs. They like everything free. If it's free, they're in, man. Give me more swag, man. <laughs> uh, coming up on the show today, Don Felder, ZZ Top. We've got tickets to both of these shows. Get you out to some live music. Stick around. We'll be right back. 93.3 KZOZ rocks. So I don't know if I'm drinking the Kool-Aid or um, Ukrainians got a, the Ukraine's got a fighting chance in this war. You hear about the Russian soldier that surrendered his tank to yes. Ukraine? I, I saw, I saw a headline on this, and, you know, you're watching the news, and it seems to, like, they keep saying that, you know, Putin is losing this war, but, I mean, at the same time, I look at Ukraine, really? and it's devastated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, so I, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to believe. I don't trust the news, so it's hard. And I haven't but, taken the time to really look into it. This is the greatest plan if they are to try to win the war. What they're doing is they're offering... Um, to give the soldiers, the Russian soldiers, $10,000 okay, in exchange for their tank, and then they'll also give them a comfortable place to live and let them apply for Ukrainian citizenship Whoa. in order to to, um, to live there. Now, a lot of Russians aren't really, even the Russian military, they're not like, you know, they're not super beholden to the fact that they um, are fighting for their country. They don't feel like they're fighting for their country, so they feel like... Well, they're really not fighting for their country. They're fighting to take another country. I mean, it's... No, and they're fighting on behalf of the oligarchs, not for on behalf of the right. of the country. So they're giving um, them ten grand, but they get the tank. They get the tank, and then they get a place to stay. They'll eventually receive ten grand, a comfortable place to live, and a chance to apply for citizenship. And their first daughter? Do, I, do they also get their first no, daughter? No, they don't get that. No, that's, not, that's not part of the plan. Um, but uh, one Ukrainian official said uh, many of the Russians are taking this this plan, and they're they're getting now. What Ukraine gets in exchange is a, is a Russian tank, right? Right, sure. So they get a tank to fire back at the other tanks. Yeah, shoot them with their own guns. Think, those those tanks thinks that, that you know, oh, that's a Russian tank. They're on our side, and then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, no, we're not. It's like the um, nicest like war I've ever heard of. Like normally, you would capture somebody that's trying to attack you, and you would put them in a prisoner camp, or you would do worse. They're like, hey, we'll give you ten thousand. Just give us the tank, man. You can stay at our house. Kindness, right? Stay at our house. Yeah, here. Yeah, we'll cook you dinner and everything. Just come on in. In fact, I guess apparently the Ukraine uh, leadership, I guess, has been sending. Text messages to Russian soldiers. I don't know how they get their phone numbers. <laughs> telling them how to surrender and where to hand over their military gear. I bet you Elon Musk has something to do with this. He's probably, uh, you know, using his uh, Starlink satellite internet system to do something. It's so funny how he's in the, in the news so much lately about this. You know, I mean, he moved his satellites over there to give them Internet. And I guess the, you know, the Russians and Putin and his, you know, they're, they're like, we're going to take it out. And he's like, go ahead, try, man. You're not going to get to my satellites. So 
It's just weird I, how he's become such a focus of this of this war. The um, according to the Ukraines in this now, this is a one side story, right? But uh, uh, Ukraines are saying that uh, the Russian soldiers are demoralized by what has gone on, and they continue to get beat down by their Russian leadership because they've taken so long to wow. do a task wow. that should have taken a week, and um, and now they're like, hey. <laughs> There's not going to be much glory for us when we go back, even if we do take over this country. Why don't we just go ahead and live in this country any, you know, now? And Yeah, I mean, if you're single, a comfortable and, you, place know, you to don't, live. I mean, I guess your family's in Russia, but, you know, like, yeah. hey, I'll just do five years here, and then we'll figure it out. Like, in five years, I'll have my $10,000. Where are they going to spend money on? I mean, you know, they're getting a place to stay, and, you know, they seem like pretty nice people. They get a, quote-unquote, very comfortable setup. Yeah, that sounds nice. The Ukrainians sound very, like really nice people, don't they? What would the, what would the very comfortable setup be for you? What would you want? Like, oh. you, say you're a Russian tank driver um, or a, a tank attacker or whatever the hell they're called. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody comes up to you and knocks on your door, says, "Hey, got a deal for you: ten thousand dollars and a very comfortable setup." What's your very comfortable ideal setup look like? Uh, I want some lake property, you know, or river okay. property. You know, okay. put me up on a river or something like that. And, you know, maybe a couple of cords of wood, you know, get me started there, a pickup, uh, a boat. And am I asking for too much? I mean, I only have $10,000, but, you know, we could stretch well, no, that out. Well, no, the $10,000 is aside from whatever you want, your comfortable surroundings. Oh, really? I get to pick wherever. Yeah, I don't need yeah. a big compound or anything. You know, just something comfortable and sm- small for me and my dog and my wife. And, you know, we'll just hang out here. What about your job, though? What are you going to do as a job? Oh, do I need a job? Well, I, I guess you could go fight on behalf of the Ukraine forces. I don't really want. I'm not a fighter, you know. I get sucked into. <laughs> That's the why I'm giving thing. up my tank in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really a fighter. Just you know, looking to go fishing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I maybe I could uh, take you fishing or something like that. That would be my job. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. How pathetic can some people be? Since I got out of high school, I've been to 32 weddings. That's like 17 and a half miles of electric slide, folks. That is. <laughs> I'm getting good. (laughs) It's amazing, though, because after 32 weddings, I'm the only single guy left out of all of my friends. It's me. I'm the last man standing. It's like my buddies and I were in a war movie where we're storming a beach with machine gun nests, only instead of bullets, they're shooting rings. (laughs) And I just had to watch them go down like, get down! Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOC. Uh, This happened in Chile. Uh, Young man went to his sister's wedding. His name is Alvaro Rodriguez. He's 29. His sister was getting married, and he decided, I don't know how he did this, but he laced the wedding cake with cannabis oil. So, um... He didn't tell anybody, and everybody. Did they have somebody like make make the cake for them, or yeah, I'm not sure. It just says they make it themselves. He was um, he spiked his sister's bridal cake with cannabis, which is decriminalized but illegal to produce and sell in the country. I I don't know what that means. 
But he um, he made a video, and he's got over 13 million views on your favorite sh- uh, program, TikTok. And so, uh, and what he's doing, he says he's, he's 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 videotaping his aunt. He said the funniest part of the night was I remember my aunt. She kept talking about how her back's been hurting her. She, she said two hours after eating the cake, she was dancing on the dance floor like oh, a teenager. And so you did it for Aunt Maria. Yeah, everybody got ha ha ha. Yeah. I just wanted to see Aunt Maria dance at your wedding. Since. Nobody called the cops that night, but now people are uh, upset, and um, because well, he, he put hurt. it on, he put it on TikTok, and it's illegal hurt, right? to have weed in this country. Now they're looking at uh, putting this guy behind bars. Oh, jeez! Just what's in the past is in the past. Let, let bygones be bygones in this one. Come on. I guess the bride loved it. She was like, hey, will you make some brownies for me? <laughs> He's like, my sister was all about it. Yeah. He said everybody was and, having such a great time. And Aunt Maria better be on board, too, because she was able to dance. Before the night started, she was, had a hurt back, for God's sakes. When I was uh, night, uh, 21, maybe, I was at a Pearl Jam concert with my girlfriend, now wife, and we, we both got a contact high. We'd never been high before. We didn't know what the hell was going on. But we could smell it, obviously. We're at the, I don't know, some some venue in Seattle watching Pearl Jam. Where was it? Probably the Mercer Arena. I don't know. It was somewhere it was big. Key Arena. It was Key Arena. Yes, it was yeah. Key Arena. And uh, anyways, we had to go to Jack in the Box right after that. Because <laughs> we were... We were starving, man. Uh, and so we had a good laugh about it. And, you know, I guess nobody got sick. Nobody got hurt. But now because this guy, this is what happens. You go putting stuff on, you know, social media that's illegal. And you can end up getting an arrest warrant for you. And then what happens? You become Jeff and Jeremy's Dumbass of the Day. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Apparently there's a new study out that says broccoli is officially America's favorite vegetable. Not mine. I, 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 I like broccoli. I eat it quite a bit. But it's far from my favorite. I, I'm much more of a cauliflower. Like, you know when you get those, those deli trays and they've got the cauliflower and the carrots and the broccoli and the ranch dip? I'm definitely going for the cauliflower first. Oh, I go for the carrots first. Oh, really? Carrots is, yeah, where, where it's at. Then broccoli, then cauliflower. 70% On of people opposite. said that uh, broccoli was their favorite and spinach was their second favorite. Oh, I like spinach. I like spinach. spinach. I like it cooked if it's in the right thing, like spinach and eggs. I'm always afraid to eat spinach because that's the one that people always get sick on. That's always the 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 leafy thing that goes bad. True. Like it. it, it, It's a bacteria. It it holds on to bacteria. It seems. (laughs) Like reports would suggest that it holds on to bacteria. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? uh, What is an onion considered a vegetable? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, I know you don't like onions. That's my favorite. I love onions. Just yesterday, they ordered some uh, sandwiches from Nucci's uh, for the team here. And they're like, what do you want? I was like, I don't care. Just give me a sandwich. But just make sure it doesn't have onions on it. I can eat a sandwich with anything, but the minute you put onions on that friggin' sandwich, you're ruining the sandwich. Well, it depends what they put. You know, red onion is belongs on a sandwich. It's a lighter no, onion it's, it or doesn't. a sweet onion. But the white it. or yellow onion is too strong for a sandwich, unless it's sautéed or grilled up a little bit. Like red onions, everybody's like they 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 say you know oh, it's it's not as harsh. Well, why have any harshness? 
on your on your sandwich. Then. Carrots too come in. I'm sorry, at sixty nine percent, just underneath broccoli, and then spinach okay. at fifty five percent. But cauliflower is not on there. No. What the about what about thing? what about red peppers, bell peppers, like the red ones? Oh, those are good. Those are good. Those are sweet. The green ones give me heartburn sometimes, but the other ones are good. Yeah. What's your favorite vegetable? Eight zero five five four three thirty six ninety three. Really? That's a question we're asking people. What am I? What am I? Th- what's wrong with that? Vegetables are great. I don't know. I love vegetables. Cucumbers. Around here, it seems like Brussels sprouts are the everybody's favorite. Oh well, it's because, because everybody. Could, yeah, so many good restaurants. Seventeen different ways that they're prepared on uh, restaurant menus oh, around dude, here. It's so, crazy. You know, cabbage is probably also above broccoli. I love cabbage. You know, you cabbages. You slice it up and then you drizzle it with olive oils and then salt, pepper, garlic powder, and you put it in the oven and you just bake it for like uh, fifteen minutes. Amazing. You say yuck? Disgusting. You don't like cabbage? I like it freshly shredded and put on a fish taco, and that's the only place I eat cabbage. (laughs) You can let us know, 805-543-3693. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. You were asking me why I'm still friends with people that do this, because I don't take Uh, myself that serious, I guess. At the end of the day, I... I just figured, all right, whatever. It's not that important, and you know, I just don't care. Maybe, maybe it's that I, um, yeah, I just don't care, and it's fine, whatever. And I'm, I'm used to being ignored by you. So, if anything, it's taught me to be accepted when uh, accept well, that have, people ignore me, and I'm fine with interesting that. Stuff. Why don't you just say more interesting stuff? I, I think I'm very interesting. Stuff. No. <laughs> Ah, uh, let's see. At times, uh, number at times. One, number one reason uh, that people found that uh, that people will pick up their phone is because it buzzes. You know, whether they get a text or a notification from a messenger app or an email or some sort of communication. The other reason is that uh, people use their smartphones to avoid conversations with other people. I'm very guilty of this. Uh, I will walk into a situation. And somebody will say something to me and we'll have a little stop and chat. And then I pick up my phone because I don't want that stop and chat to continue and get awkward and weird. So I'm like, oh, hey, great to see you. Got to take this. Walk away. I know you've done that. Yeah, I've done that. quite Well, I, you know, actually, I, I don't do it as much as I'd like to do it because I'm not savvy to it because I am not as attached to my phone I don't even think of it as a good excuse or you walk into to get, a room get out of something and you see somebody you know and you see him over there and you're like oh my god please don't make eye contact with that person I'm going to come over here <laughs> and they're one of those people that just are really socially awkward and can't stop talking to you so before it even you even do a chat I'll pick up my phone and act like I'm busy and I didn't see them hey! Jay, oh man, I didn't see you over there. I was looking at my phone. Sorry, I got all that work stuff going on right now. Well, now you can't use the excuse at all. Because and the worst <laughs> thing that I do, took everybody out off on it. Yeah, I don't, well, I you know, <laughs> hey, there's a secret. I don't live there anymore. So, um, but uh, the last thing I do, and this is the worst, is I will literally bring my phone with me to dinner when I'm meeting new people. Uh, just to show off some stuff on my phone, like pictures. And I do this all the time. I'm like, it's a good conversation starter. And usually I'll talk fishing with a lot of people. And, you know, like, for example, if you and I didn't know each other and we started talking and, and uh, I would ask you about fishing, you'd be like, yeah, I don't do that. So I'm like, all right, well, that's off the bucket list now. Yeah. That's off the list. I'm not going to talk to him about fishing. But most men uh, like to fish and like to talk about fish. And then, and then I got to show him my sturgeon. Sure. 
That's not true. You asked uh, the, maybe the biggest life accomplishment an eight foot. You surgeon. asked Larry Lee last week if he uh, was a big fisherman, expecting that he'd be he'd say yes, and he's like, ah, oh, no, I did it when I was a kid. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if I ex- no, I don't. I don't expect him to be like a big fisherman or anything like that. Else like that. But I recently met somebody when I was back in town there a couple weekends ago, and um, and found out that you know this person and and we both we've all worked for the company for the, about the same amount of time. He's probably worked there longer, but and he's an avid bass fisherman and has a boat and everything. I'm like, oh my god, how come we never got together? So you know, you got to throw those darts every once in a while. See, sometimes they hit, sometimes they land, sometimes they miss, but. <laughs> I'm sure you carry your phone around with pictures of your kids on it, and you show them off. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, that, that is something that a lot of people I meet have in common. Like just the other day, the gal that was cutting my hair. Um, now my son went along with me. We both got our hair cut at the same time. Um, but she's like, oh, is that your only one? And then um, I was like, no, I got a daughter as well. And then um, She's like, oh, that's nice. And I was like, how about you? And then once I said, how about you, man, floodgates opened up. Yeah, oh, I got a really? three-year-old, you know, and she told me about her three-year-old and you know, a lot of things in common with my five-year-old. And, um, yeah, we had a good conversation. See, here's somebody kids. just sent me a message. I'm just totally not even listening to you, and I want to block them. I don't want to block them, but I want to, like, I don't even know who this person is. And they what's, the message, me, what's the message about? I, it was just a video of a, of a little uh, little person and a woman with large breasts, and I don't care. I don't even know who this is. Is that making fun of you? In that, in that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're just oh, setting okay. me some kind of joke. Okay. I, what, I'm not a little person. I mean, you Yeah, know, you are. No. Yeah, you are. You're below average height for a male. Ignore messages. Ignore. There we go. Now I in the United States you. of America, you're below average height for a male. So that makes you a little littler person. I, I, I told you I shrank, right? You're littler than average. I yes. just got measured at five seven and three quarters again. I'm back down. Mm-hmm. Back down. I was at five eight there for a while. What did you yeah. say? Every time you, you every, every time you jump off a tailgate or something, jump off. You something, told me you that. Shrink. Every yes, time you I jump do. off of your but truck, but didn't you, you tell me a way a that, that you can stretch it back out? How do you just stretching? Is that well? There's this thing called an inversion table. And, oh, where you it, go upside down? Yeah, it's it's this thing that you strap into. And you go upside down, it's supposed to stretch it back out. You like spend 30 minutes on it, you might be 5'8 again. Wow. All right. Something, you something do to do this week. weekend. Uh, yeah, maybe go get an inversion table and sit, sit on it for a week or so, and maybe you'll be back to 5'8. Hey, don't forget Don Felder's coming to town. He's going to be at the Fremont. We got tickets coming Jeff up and Jeremy in the morning. Jeff and Jeremy online at KZOZ.com. So we haven't got to this yet, but I think the more that, uh, that comes out about this, I'm starting to feel like. Will Smith really went up there and slapped Chris Rock in the face. Why continue this sh- sh- shenanigans? This uh, the charade. The charade. You That's must, what I'm looking for. When speaking about the Academy, you must speak like an Academy member. It is the charade. Thank you very much. I'm working on that. Uh, here's Will Smith's big apology. Moments ago, Will Smith apologized for slapping Chris Rock during the Academy Awards last night. That's Shepard Smith. What, he's still alive? I, I thought he died. You wouldn't see him. Where did he he's, go? He's on MSNBC, so you wouldn't see oh. him. <laughs> That's right. Here's what he wrote on Instagram. My behavior last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, he writes. But a joke about Jada's medical condition, that's his wife, was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. 
He goes on, there is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Okay, so because he issues an apology, you think it's real. This is what makes me lead, lean towards more so that it's fake. The Academy is condemning Will Smith, and they're opening, get ready for An it. An investigation? A formal review. <laughs> okay, okay, now I'm starting to understand what's going on here. Yeah, a formal review. Oh. Here, here is here is the Hollywood Reporter on on what they have to say about the formal review. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. We're not getting that. Oh, we're you're not getting that right now. Again. Here, you got it. Go now? ahead, do it again. Okay, yeah, we're good. The Academy says they are opening a formal review of the incident at the Oscars between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Per a statement from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences issued Monday, the Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. We've officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct, and California law. What, you know what I hear? Uh, you know what I hear? What, what are I, they going to do to the guy? Kick him out of the academy? What does that mean? He can't be an actor? Come what, on, that's BS. When I hear the term formal review, it reminds me of a term um, that uh, the United States levied towards Russia about a month ago, and that was sanctions. We're going to give you those sanctions. That's going to put an end to your bad behavior. Don't yeah, you dare you know let us open a formal review on you, Will Smith. You know what? Yeah, now that you've said that, now I totally believe it was fake. And they're just, for some reason, yes, dragging this out. stringing it out, stringing it out, because, hey, tune into the Oscars next year. You never know what might happen. Right. Here's Tiffany Haddish, whoever she is. She's team Will Smith on this. Now, I'll define tonight as a success. It was a great night tonight. Did First you- of all, I've seen a man stand up for his wife, which we don't see that much anymore. That made me have hope. Would you want your husband to do that for you if you was clearly hurt? I mean, they put her face up on the screen. He looked over at his wife. She was hurt. What would you want? All right, it's fake. It wasn't even real. So you got totally, you know, Kool Aid. She said a little bit more about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. This is this is very funny. Okay, I just know she better take care of business when they get home. Because <laughs> I know I will. My man Amen, that, girl. I'm just saying. Yellow. Does that mean not yeah. sleep with other rappers because you know, she, they have that open relationship? I mean, yeah, maybe does that mean you, yeah. tonight? You know what, Will? Thank you for doing that. I'm going to sleep with you. Uh, look at I found somebody else here. This is uh, uh, Liam Payne. Who's that? I don't Do know. Do you even know who that is? I don't. Oh, he's a director. Okay, you know, forget it. Nobody cares. Um, I think we'll just leave it at whatever her name was. Tiffany Haddish. Is she at a rock star? I mean, is she in a rapper? I is think she she's a, a comedian. Comedian. Oh, comedian. Okay. Comedian. So I don't know where you sit on this whole thing, but I'm still thinking it's fake. Uh, you know, I was starting to think, why continue this? If it's real, then you make the apology, you move on. But you're right. There, there's this is still the second lowest rated Oscars of all time. It was better than last year, but still the second <laughs> lowest rated of all time. So, so nobody's still tuned in. But their, their hope is. And this is what leads me to believe that this even thing went on. Because, like, seriously, if it was a real thing, don't you think security would have stepped in at some point? I mean, you got a guy walking up on stage and hitting a guy, supposedly. And then after he walks back to his seat, security's not going to come over and say, hey, you got to get out of here, man. You just hit a guy on the, on the, on stage. 
No, it was all staged. It was WWE is what it was. And you notice they didn't show many reactions from the crowd. Like, I would have been like, damn. I would have figured there were some people that would have had like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. And he slapped him. He didn't hit him. Men hit each other. We don't slap each other. Right. I heard. I mean, I've, I, I heard uh, George Stephanopoulos. He was so distraught yesterday on, on Good Morning America. He said he just literally cold clocked him, and I was like, "Cold clock? That's not a cold <laughs> clock, bro." Listen, little guy. Listen, <laughs> you spent a little bit listen. too much time in the White House. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Listen online at kzoz.com. The NFL has a weird way of doing things. Okay, so, you know, the whole Brian Flores, I'm suing the league because um, they discriminated against me thing has had its fallout, and the, uh, the reaction to it is this. The NFL... He was the, he was the coach of the Miami Dolphins? Yes, yes, okay. and he said that um, he was discriminated against by the Broncos and by... And he's African-American, black, whatever you mm-hmm. want to... I mean, just however you classify this person as a race, mm-hmm. just, just so you understand where Jeff's coming from. So they're now requiring all the teams in the NFL to hire either a minority or a female coach to their offensive staffs. Not the defense. Like it doesn't count if it's a defensive coach that's that's hired to the to the staff. It's got to be an offensive uh, coach. It's the strangest thing. Maybe they took. Wait, a was there a study done that said minorities and females tend to coach offense more than? Defense? I, I don't know. <laughs> what about special teams? <laughs> I don't know. And that's the weird quirk in it. Like if they just said, "Okay, we require them to have either a female or a minority as a coach on the staff," that would make sense. But the fact that they're specifically targeting the offensive staff is what cracks me up on this. And they uh, now mandate that the new assistant work closely with the team's current head coaches. So it's not like you know you're going to be the offensive line coordinator. And um, just you you have to you know be in contact with the head coach somewhat regularly. I guess they're going to keep track of that. Yeah, I, this is what I don't understand. And you know I'm probably just misinformed and naive on the situation. So I'll lead with that. But when I look at a coaching staff and I look at a uh, a sports team, professional college, uh, somebody who is in the media in the light where you can actually see them, I would say most of the people that are standing there on the sideline would be considered a minority. Yes, and maybe that's so why I, d- maybe I don't they- quite understand where this is coming from. Maybe they took a look at the offensive staffs and then they said, "Okay, there's there's too much white." On the offensive staffs. Oh, the minorities are probably defensive. Coaches. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't teams. know. I mean, I like, why you. would they single out the offensive offensive units? They're like, oh, oh, we need more. We need more females and more minorities on the offensive staffs because this we're just looking at when, the rep- representation yeah. here. We just don't have the time to do this because we're doing this show today. But but I wish we had an intern because I'd say <laughs> I want you to go online right now in the NFL and find as many. You know, co- pictures of coaching staffs, current coaching staffs, and who they are. Yes. And, uh, and, and then single we'll do out our own ones. little study here. We'll, we'll single out the ones and we'll try to get them canceled if they don't have a, a female or a minority on their offensive staffs. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, that's the craziest <laughs> thing. Like, like why doesn't defense count? Why doesn't, like you said, why, don't, why doesn't special teams count? <laughs> See, we need an explanation. 
Roger, if you're going to send this out, we need an explanation why you're you know single-handedly choosing offense. Yeah, why offense? Okay, here we go. It explains it wants the new assistance on the offensive side of the ball because it believes owners and GMs have trended towards hiring new head coaches from offensive backgrounds as opposed to defensive backgrounds. So it will give them a better chance at being hired as a head coach if you're coming from the offensive staff as opposed to the defensive staff. Well, that that's... That's classism and racism right there. Like you're telling me that what defensive coaches don't get a don't get a chance at a at a head coaching job in the NFL? Yeah, I just, Come on. I, I just do you really think that managers of and owners of franchises hired because of race? I mean, at this day and age, come on. No, you want they to hire win. whoever's the most qualified is going to yes, win because that's going to get you money, and that's all that matters at the end of the day is money. And so they're going to hire whoever they think is going to get them to win. You want to win. Whoever gets you results is what you're hiring. It and doesn't matter if there's no yeah, race. If they're Asian, Hispanic, if they're African American, if they're whatever race, if they're Swedish, it doesn't matter what race they're. That's not going to guarantee a win. What's going to guarantee a win is a record. See, and, 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 you know. and you're 100 percent right. See, currently how it sits before you start forcing staffs to hire certain people to be on certain sides of your staff, there is an even playing field now. There is not an even playing field. Now there is, it, it is, it is, you know, there will be people that will be left out because they are not a minority or a female and they'll be forced to take other jobs doing something else when they may have been qualified for the offensive job, uh, as a, as an offensive line coach or something along those lines. They you know, will. We've been training us for this for years. I mean, ever since we were kids, what box do you check? Are you this? Are you that? Are you this? Are you that? Check the box. So now we're just, you know, we just, whatever. I don't know. I just, uh, it's too bad. I, I guess I grew up in, a, in, in, in an environment to where racism really wasn't front in my face. And I didn't have racist parents. I didn't grow around racist people. I didn't, I didn't live in the South. I lived on the West Coast. And so to me, it just it doesn't make as much sense as it maybe does to somebody else somewhere else. And I, and I have to be sensitive to that, right? We both do. Even though I still don't think it makes sense well like you said but i think there's a lot of things out there i don't think in this day sense. and age you want to hire the person that is going to give you the best chance of winning and then if you're that's it if you're if you're uh racist and you're not hiring the people that are giving you the best chance of winning it usually shows up just ask georgia frontier sorry about that rams fans but i mean that's what she was all about you know she was a racist and and that's why um she was removed by the league and um that's why the rams were terrible in the in the late 80s early 90s uh lucretia writes in she says so what they're just not allowed to hire based on talent it's stupid. No nope. skin agree. color. You know, you we've should. all been marginalized. Is- we've all been marginalized to our skin color for whatever it is in society. Whether it's getting a job as an offensive coach in the NFL, or um, whether or not you're just going about your everyday business, everybody's now marginalized. They are defined not by their intellect, but they are defined by their skin color because it makes it a lot easier to define people by their skin color than it does their intellect. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast. Be online at KZOZ.com. You can stream us live there. What's the jam? Yeah. What's the jam? Yeah. You gotta figure it out. All right. We need to know the title of this song. 
you can tell us the artist if you want, but we need to know what the jam is. Title and artist, 805-543-3693. If you get it, we're going to send you to see Don Felder. He's going to be at uh, the Theater on April 7th. Tickets, you can get to buy them at KZOZ.com. Take a listen to this. 805-543-3693 are the numbers to get through. 805-543-3693. What was that? What's the jam? What was the um, instrument on that? Was that a flute? Was that a clarinet? What was that? Um, uh, a keyboard? What do you think it was? That's a keyboard, isn't it? Sounds like one of your damn lame sailing sailing songs. Like something my my parents would listen to, like the Carpenters or something. 805-543-3693. It's for Don Felder tickets. What's the jam? Let's go to the phones. KZZ, hi, who's this? Hey. Hey, who is this? Uh, this is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. What do you think it is? What's the jam? I think it's Africa by Toto. Is it Africa by Toto, Jeremy? Yes, it is. Congratulations, you're a winner, man. This guy singing is Bobby Kimball. He's 75 years old today. How how does Toto... That was... I don't know how to disguise that song. Like, I don't know how you'd make that song. Does, you can't. With that keyboard, t- you can't disguise it. What? Okay, no, so what gives Toto any street cred as a rock and roll band when Africa is like your, your, your trademark song? Is it because Hold the Line is kind of a rocking song? Oh, Hold the Line is a, yeah, well, Hold the Line's good. solid. I mean, a, is a real rock and roller. Okay. All right. Because all I have is, uh, is, is, uh, is Africa and hold the line? So that's a that's How about a real the fact rock and roll. <laughs> also a lame <laughs> song. It should be like it's something that you. Whoa! Hear. Slow down on no, lame, like bro. When you call, Not lame. When you call the the your health insurance and they put you on hold for fifty minutes, you're going to hear both those songs. That's lame. Another rock and roll about that. Like hold the line is like okay. That's about it. Listen, you're just confused because this band was a 70s, 80s band. You were still pooping green in your diapers when they were rolling in hits, brother. And sending chart-building billboard songs over they the They rolled top, in right? three You were hits. still sucking on the bottle. They rolled in three hits. Two the, of them the sounded like they were composed then. by the Carpenters. Okay? All right, you didn't understand the scene back then, all right? Rosanna's like, the a fantastic I'll give, song. I'll give Hold the Line the, the credit that it's due, okay? But Rosanna and, and Africa... Terrible songs, like just totally, um, you know, uh, dentist office uh, listening to music. Nothing against dentist office. I, I listen to a lot of music that dentist office play uh, on my own time, and I and I like it very much. Here, maybe this will make you feel better. Remember when Weezer covered Africa, then Toto went and covered Hashpipe. We'll we'll play that in, now. A, de- in a desperate attempt to stay relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on the line, buddy. You're going to go see Don Felder. Yeah! There we go. Classy John from Edna's writes in. He says, Toto was a band completely made up of the best 
L.A. studio musicians at the time, Jeff. One year, they were on, in one year, they were on every album nominated for an album of the year, but all of them played for different artists' recordings. Ooh. So is that good enough for you? No, it's not, because, right. it's, because what, they, what they cranked out was two easy listening songs. Listen. At I know best. you're looking at me like, why are we playing this? But come on, we got to hear Weezer do Africa now. That's Weezer. River Cuomo there. Reverse. 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 And that's their version of Africa. Uh, but, you know, it was funny. That was What's the Jam today was Toto's Africa because uh, Bobby Kimball turned 75 years old today. He's the one that originally sang the chorus of that song. But Steve uh, Lukather, who is uh, their guitarist, uh, hears him talking about that. All song. of a sudden, there's just like resurgence of Africa, which is absolutely cracking us up. We get the joke. I love it. It's hilarious. I'm happy for it. It's good for business. Everybody wins. You know, we can laugh at ourselves, but I think people really <laughs> like the song. I don't know what they see in it myself, but I mean, hey, you know, I'm not the one to pick the singles. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's see, just, Steve Lukather, it, he, he agrees with me. He's like, yes, it was a lame song. Uh, now, John says we need to play some song that we're not going to play. Sorry, John. We just don't have time, and, and but, but maybe I'll check it out we on can't, my own. We can't find it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I wouldn't say, I haven't even looked. Did you look? I didn't look. But no. Maybe you did. So, uh, Till the End of Time. Is that, no, I'm sorry. Till the End. It's just called Till the End. It's off their Fahrenheit album. But if you really want to rock it. Dude, John is a fan. Toto. John, yeah, he's a big fan. John he's a big is a fan. fan of, like, he, he was the one like running, the, running to their defense saying, that's the compilation of the greatest studio musicians in Los Angeles. That's what made up Toto. Well, great. That's well, awesome. no, he's, he's right. I remember reading that somewhere. But I saw them at Vina Robles just a couple years ago. They came through a couple summers ago. And it was a great show. We had a great time. You know, but, you know, Rosanna and, and uh, Africa, they're songs that have great sound because they were the best studio musicians in all of Los Angeles and maybe some of the best studio musicians in the music business at the time. So, you know, no matter what the crap song was, the, the lyrics, they could make it sound amazing. And I think there's an art to that, whether you liked it or not. I know you're big into lyrics. This Would you is, go look it up? This is the rockin' tune till the end. <laughs> Boy, this sounds like 80s, doesn't it? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can, you can cut this at any time. John, we know you're a hardcore fan now. Don't you want to get to the, to the lyrics? To the, oh, the chorus? Yeah. It's yeah, going to be coming fine. here pretty soon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tell me when we're there. Is this it? By the way, Paula Abdul dances in this video for them. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Why she didn't? Why she didn't sing on it? Okay, this is the chorus. It sucks. I mean, I'm. It probably doesn't oh, suck. Sorry, it sucks, John. Huh? It sucks. I'm just, I would rather listen to Rosanna or Africa. They played this in concert for you, and you had a phenomenal time at Vina Robles. That's what you said. 
You know, the funny thing is, out of all these songs, this, is, this isn't even my... None of the songs that we play, or they didn't even play the song, uh, I'll Be Over You is the best song. No, that, no, uh, more lameness. That's not a rock What are you talking band. about? That's a, that's a, a yacht rock band. Like, to- yes, Toto this should is, be the yes. headliners. Like, I know Christopher Cross is the headliner of the yacht rock, but like, like that is the one. The sail rock, you mean. He's the, sail rock. he's the definer of yacht rock, but it should be Toto. Ooh, I don't know if he is, but yeah, okay. This is... Ah, these videos had all this intro stuff on it. Let's go for it, I gotta play you my favorite song. I know I've done it before, but I'm gonna have to do it again. This is and this lame. was a big song for them, and I don't know why. Well, you know, it's the, in the '80s, videos were trying to get real artistic, so they had all these little intros to. They're setting up on the roof of a building. It looks like San Francisco. Could be, could be L.A. Probably is L.A. Is there right? not a fast-forward feature on your? Um, Some people oh. live their yeah, don't interrupt my favorite part of the song. And let me say something to the people that say you guys need to venture outside on your playlist. Jeff and I do not pick the music, all right? That is done by somebody who is a professional. No, and if we did, you'd have to listen to crap like this, so you you should be thankful for it. (laughs) You'd listen to this, and you'd listen to a band named Green River. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously. Like, if we played the songs we wanted to play, you would hear nothing but... Pop punk from the '90s and oh, easy listening, what? easy listening from the '80s. The mayor of Cambria wrote in and she said Christopher Cross sucks. Yes, oh, he does. I'm gonna, Thank I'm you. gonna, damn it, I'm gonna change your mind, Vicky. I'm flying up down there and we're gonna go to a Christopher Cross show. I'm gonna get you all drunk on wine and you'll be dancing to every one of those songs. Let the canvas do the work. You know what's funny is she probably is just hearing this music and she thinks we're talking about Christopher Cross, but it's just somebody that sounds like Christopher Cross, and that's Toto. And yeah, and for the record, Jeff hates this song and all Toto songs. <laughs> I'm the fan. All right, we'll turn this off. We're going to come back and play some Seattle rock. How about some Alice in Chains? Plus, ZZ Top's coming to Vina Robles. We're going to play them and give away some tickets to see them. KCOZ. So get this, okay? Chris Rock might have made a tidy little uh, chunk of change from taking a a bitch slap from Will Smith. Tick Pick is a ticket sales um, organization that is selling tickets to see his comedy show. They tweeted on yesterday yesterday morning they said that they sold more tickets to see chris rock overnight than they did in the past month combined for his comedy show because his comedy uh tour picks back up this week they also claim part of this stunt then yeah they uh, they also claim that ticket prices have surged since sunday night going up from a minimum of 46 dollars per ticket to see chris rock to a minimum of $341 per ticket. Oh, wow. If you're buying them on the secondary market. Yeah. He's the hot, he's the new hotness. He's, yeah, he's doing very well. He's going to do six shows at, uh, in Boston. And then, um, then he kicks off his tour on April 2nd. You know, here's the thing. You know, Chris Rock is a comedian. This is what they do. And, 
you know, the, um, the Oscars, you know, all these guys are professionals, except for Will Smith. And I realize he said something about his wife and he didn't like it and he lost control and he went up there and he hit him. If, if it's legit, which I still think it's staged. But, um, you know, so you got to give the guy credit that he was able to hang in there and continue on the rest of the night. Because if it was real, that would have been a tough one to bounce back from. <laughs> just been like, damn! I don't know. I guess he did have a little bit of that moment, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, all, it's, it's all a big hoax, if you ask me. And so good on him, but I'm glad that, you know, something's coming out of it. Let's say he makes well. um, $50,000 more as a result of taking the hit from Will Smith. Is it worth it? Would you take a, a slap, open-hand slap from Will Smith for 50, on national TV in front of millions of people for $50,000? For $5,000. You for do five. it for $5,000, huh? Maybe even 1000 Yeah, it's just a, it's a slap in the face. He's not, not going to break any bones with his hand. He's going to leave maybe some mark on my face. I heard the, and see, the other thing, well, I can't even say the next, never mind. <laughs> I heard the funniest joke yesterday. You know what Chris Rock got at the uh, <laughs> at the at the Oscars the other night? What did Chris Rock get at the Oscars the other night? Fresh Prince. Hey, <laughs> see that would have been a great meme. I actually was hanging out with a buddy, and he was trying to come up with an idea of like a meme to put on Facebook or social media. Fresh Prince. All right, stick around. Coming up, Pearl Jam and Queen next. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Listen online at KZOZ.com. Things we didn't get to in hashtag form with Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Hashtag podcast trainer Joe Rogan's offering to train Elon Musk to fight Vladimir Putin. And we've all seen Joe Rogan. He's uh, He definitely is uh, a guy that works out. He calls the UFC. I'm sure he's taken, I'm sure he knows a thing or two about fighting. Oh, yeah. Fighting. I, I think he dabbled in uh, mixed martial arts as well, but then realized the real path to money is podcasting. <laughs> right. So uh, Putin's 69. Elon is 50. I still think Putin would kick his ass. But I don't know, you know, maybe maybe if Joe Rogan was in his corner, he could train him up pretty good. But as it stands today, I don't know if I'd want to fight but a dictator. How are they going to fight each other? That's the thing. Like you They're not going to. This is all just, you know, pretend. Okay. But it's something to talk about because uh, Elon did say he would fight him. Our president didn't say that, but Elon did. I think Elon Musk has shown more aggressive disappointments towards the uh, dictator of Russia than uh, than our uh, our president. But you know, he was there over the weekend. He did make a speech. He, I think he really practiced it too. I don't know if you saw any of it. He was in Pol- Poland. Yeah. And he was he did made a speech, and you know, he didn't really have that many mistakes. I'm like, damn, this guy really must have went over this. Yeah, except for the one mistake where he said that he needs to be removed from power, and then everybody at the White House had to backtrack and say, oh, yeah. oh well, well, he didn't really mean that, you know, I mean. Uh, that's I mean, just scratching the T's, dotting the I's with this administration. I mean, come on, that was, we all agree he should be removed from power, but yeah, it made it sound like a threat, right? Like we were going to 
remove him from power? Mm-hmm. No. I, yeah. He was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was, uh, I'm a politician. I say a lot of stuff I don't mean. <laughs> I've been doing it for 50 years, for God's sake. Yeah, for God's sakes. God's sake. I had a real job. God's sake. I had a real job. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever take my words for what they mean, God's sake. <laughs> Hashtag bringing it back. Arby's is bringing back their boneless wings as part of their $6 combo. So if you like that, uh, get to Arby's in Santa Maria. And Chipotle is bringing back the guac mode. You can get your stuff with guac on it again. I'm guessing they took it away once Mexico decided to, oh. or we decided to stop importing avocados and it freaked out. So now uh, you can get guac mode again. So there's your hashtag fast food fix and things we didn't get to. Hashtag this is fairly interesting. Spider-Man, apparently, um, you know why Spider has a hyphen between Spider and Man? So it's Spider... Just half Spider, half Man? Half, <laughs> no. They did this because they were afraid when people looked at the word that he would be confused with Superman, which does not have a hyphen. Oh. So they put a hyphen in there. It starts with an S and has a man. To okay. distinguish because, yeah, they both look very similar when just spelled out. Try it at home. Write down Spider-Man and uh, without a hyphen and write Superman right next to it and see how closely they look to each other. I did not know that. It's very interesting. And it's also uh, National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. So if there's any left after two years of shutdowns in your neighborhood, please go and uh, patronize those guys. Local business? Yeah. Is, that, is that what we're talking about? The guys that run local business? Mom and pop businesses, yeah. Maybe I'll go to the bar and have lunch today. Seems like uh, something I can do. Does a ma and a pa own the bar? Uh, just a just a pop. Mm-hmm. I think they call him Big Daddy. Oh, okay. Big Daddy's Burgers. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Dog names. This is always fun. The top ten dog names in 2022 uh, for the boys. You want to take a guess? Fido. Throw one out there. Fido. No. 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 What do you think this is, the 50s? Spike. Spike is not on the list either. Teddy, Milo, much like Philo, but Milo. It's more of like a... I said Fido, not Philo. Millennial millennial Fido is now called Milo. Buddy Puppy. Somebody just calls their dog Puppy? Reggie. Where's Tim? Hey, Tim, get over here. Well, and, and puppy doesn't work very well after a couple of years, you know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> when, the dogs, about- when the dog's walking around on bad knees at, at the age of 11, you can't call it. You're like, come here, puppy. No, uh-uh. Doesn't work. Cooper. Is that Cooper Cup? Sure. Are those Cooper Cup fans? Cooper's Loki. Cooper's long been a popular dog name. Loki, which is my friend's dog's name. I think the dog's like a year and a half old. It's but named- he lived in Hawaii, so he named his dog Loki. Oh, not after the Marvel superhero? Spawn of uh, Thor? Uh, you know what? This guy's a weirdo, so maybe. Yeah. And so are you. What, how do you even know that? Oh, kids. What, is that my, a kid's thing? Yeah, my kids. Oh, okay. My kid. Max, Charlie, Bailey. Uh, those are the men. Uh, my, the daughter, females. my daughter was Loki for uh, Halloween this past Halloween. Okay, I'm going to ask him. I thought it was because he lived in Hawaii, and it's a Hawaiian name. 
Uh, let's see. We got uh, Bella, Willow, Daisy, Lola, Ruby, Poppy. Your daughter's name is nice. the sixth most popular female puppy name. I can see that. We got Rosie Mabel. <laughs> Mabel? Okay, I've heard of bulldogs being named Mabel. And they look like Mabels, but I don't see a normal looking dog looking like a Mabel. Why is... Bonnie and Nala. Is it Nala? N-A-L-A? Is that Nala? Nala? I don't know. Does that mean anything to you? Nala? Nala? Hala Shakala? Um, 20, inch, 20 inch blades. I'm an Impala. Hala getting tonight. So why is Kyle text messaging in where's the Mexican pizza? Hashtag where's the Mexican pizza during this segment? Do you know? Where's the Mexican pizza? Is there, was there something about a Mexican pizza that was supposed to come about? Uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell used to do a Mexican pizza. Right. And then they, that, that girl, <laughs> uh, the, some rapper or something, Dojo. Some cat. hot chick that, yeah, couldn't really even, yeah, Dojo. Yeah, uh, Dojo. Cat. I don't know, Kyle. I don't know what Kyle's talking about. Where's the Mexican pizza? Hashtag where's the Mexican pizza? We don't know, Kyle. Sorry. I can't help you out on that one. Uh, do they serve food at Whiskey and June's? I don't think so. Maybe candy bars. I've only been in there a couple times. Yeah, like they might have snacks, but I don't think they they have a kitchen. Potato chips, things like that. But I mean, God, a Bloody Mary to me is brunch. I mean, that's that's breakfast. You got all your important stuff in there, especially if they put the little salami and cheese in there. On the stick, and then you get your um, your olives. That's good protein, and your pepperoni. Maybe a pickled green bean. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna have to get one of those today. All right, how about we give away some tickets to ZZ Top? We'll do that when we come back. Nine thirty-eight. Jeff and Jeremy here. Real quick before we know the show, we got a guy with a dog name. The most popular dog names for boys are Teddy, Milo, Buddy, Bella, Willow, and Daisy for the ladies. What do you got, Bud? Come here. Okay. Why? Well, you always say, hey, dog, come here. Come here. <laughs> well, him, come here. That's his name. Thanks for the call, buddy. K-C-O-Z. It's time to play Know the Show with Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. All right. Know the Show, and we're going to get you hooked up. With uh, tickets to see ZZ Top at the Vina Robles Amphitheater, 805-543-3693. Know the show, and you're going to see them on the 29th of May, 805-543-3693 to get in. Sorry, Classy John from Edna's. You are eliminated from playing today in Know the Show. According to Classy John from Edna's, what makes Toto one of the greatest rock bands of all time? What is I think the, he gave more than one reason, What right? is the qualifier that makes Toto one of the greatest rock bands of all time? That's 805-543-3693. We call this Know the Show because you just have to know what we were talking about. You heard that segment, call in. You get through. You get the answer right. We're going to send you to see ZZ Top at Vina Robles Amphitheater coming up at the end of May. I think that's Memorial Day weekend, but... 805-543-3693. Tickets are available for this show right now. If you need to get those primo seats, get to KZOZ.com. All right, 944. It's Jeff and Jeremy here. Don't forget we're online, KZOZ.com, and we've got that podcast. Uh, just see, put out the full show yesterday. Sometimes we do different interviews, segments, and then sometimes we'll just throw a whole damn show at you. Subscribe to it. It'll pop right into your podcast player. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. 
know the show now, 805-543-3693 for ZZ Top Tickets at Vina Robles Amphitheater. That's VinaRoblesAmphitheater.com, or you can buy tickets to this show, link up at KZOZ.com. According to Johnny, um, what makes Toto one of the best rock bands of all time? We're going to go to Jonathan. Jonathan. Yes. Do you know the show? They have the best studio musicians uh, in L.A. There you go. That's it right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're a winner. I was listening. I was listening. I paid attention. The best studio (laughs) musicians that L.A. had to offer at the time. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, the one thing is we we don't talk about it a lot. But, I mean, we, we, we were sitting there playing some Toto. And uh, you know, Michael McDonald is featured on one of their songs, and uh, you know, and I don't, I don't. Michael McDonald doesn't get the credit oh, he deserves dude. because he jumps on songs and makes them just you know gold mines. Gold Ma- Michael McDonald, he's a hit monster. Made his hay by singing like one verse on every song in the eighties. But he gets on one every single song accumulatively, you know, that's like, that's a lot of checks that you're cashing. Like, I would like to see, cause like, you gotta think, you know, there was no direct deposit back in the eighties. Um, so Michael McDonald would actually get cut checks weekly and he'd walk in there with a stack of checks. The banker hated seeing Michael McDonald because he was on everybody's song. Everybody's song of the eighties. And then yeah. he's like, Oh, Michael McDonald's here. Hey, hold on. We got to go over to a desk. We can't do this at the window anymore with you because you're bringing too many checks. He's a hit monster. That's all I got to say. I'm hit a big monster. fan of Yacht Rock. And I think Michael McDonald's great. Some of the best produced music in the seventies and, uh, call it corny, but it's, it, it, it's good stuff. I will call it corny. Thank you. Yeah. No, you can. Call- <laughs> You know what? That's fine. Because you know what? When I'm on a road trip, that's all I'm listening to. I'm listening yeah, to this guys. stuff. It makes me happy. And I can't find my damn Michael and you guys, right And you guys wonder why the testosterone levels in this country uh, are, are suffering. wonder why no, people... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking about that at all. I didn't know they were. What, are you having an issue with your testosterone? No. Like, why would you even know that unless you were looking into it? Because you're having your own problems there, buddy. Because we're eating less meat. I'm not. Either I'm not I. eating less of anything, Hello? though. Look at me. Yeah, we're still here. Hello? Hold on the line. Just put him on hold. <laughs> you, got, you got caught by the phone monster, the KZOZ phone monster. He's in there. He'll eat you. He'll drop you. I just, working on that, I just think, way. you know, I mean, I'm not asking you to go listen to Slayer or anything like that, but just something that's a little less Carpenters. I listen to everything. I listen to Rage. I listen to Strokes. I listen to Seether. And you listen, listen to Good Charlotte. You listen to Toto. I listen to, I listen to Toto. Love Toto. All right, man. I hope everybody has a great day. I do, too. It was good to get a little rain yesterday. going to be a nice day today, 70s, 60s, 70s. Enjoy that. Kurt Olsen's on the way in. He's going to keep you going. Suzanne this afternoon. Tomorrow we'll have more tickets to see Don Felder and ZZ Top. We'll see you then. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Spring is in the air. Here at 93.3 KZOZ, it smells like cash money, baseball tickets, and bragging rights. Put me in cold. I'm ready to play. 
Play Jeff and Jeremy's Name That Classic Rock Tune, presented by Perry Ford Lincoln. Take us. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.